You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. A win in this economy? Join us as we break down a rare Flyers victory and talk about my French farm boy, Samuel Moran, on the Three Pigeons Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and my prodigal son has returned. He is the cha- the chosen one, Samuel Moran. Gee, that sounded like I was back in church. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> I- I'm Matt Renick, and can I get the Sam Moran celebration on a loop? Because, hey. you know, that the Flyers making my Saturday for a change, it's, it's really nice of them. Appreciate it. I had a good feeling uh, coming in today. Uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and uh, yeah, feels great to uh, to let loose some uh, Flyers chance at the Wells Fargo Center again, uh, IRL. So, yeah. And Matt, if uh, if you want to go biblical, Samuel Moran is the rock that I will build upon my church. <laughs> some, <laughs> something like Christ. that. He, uh, I'm happy for you, kid, man. I mean, you can see how happy the team was. We'll get into all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm sure you had a, a great time, Mike. You'll, you'll get into what it was like being. Back in the building, the atmosphere first game in a long, long time for any of us. Real quick, though, let's hear from our sponsor. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season was sure different, but doesn't mean it lacked any excitement. And this year's is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot and a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy f- baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, pile up the points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your bas- uh, baseball knowledge, basketball knowledge, uh, to the Great test. Movie. Yeah, there you go. To compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament with millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. There's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well... Let's get into it, guys. So, obviously, Matt, you mentioned at the top, this is a rare Saturday where the Flyers didn't let us down. Um, and it's a matinee, too. So, look, we got the whole rest of the day here. We got, you know, my, my night is just beginning. So, I'm very excited. Uh, before we get into the excitement, though, uh, Thursday wasn't as exciting. Uh, they got blown out 8-3 eight, eight to three by the Rangers. Um, one today, 2-1 to one with Big Sam getting the goal. We all know consistency's definitely been an issue for this team. Um so what do you think? Should we just get to Saturday and stay happy? Or does anybody want to say anything about Thursday's game? Because I gave up after the end of the second. I quit watching. We we already watched basically that same game yeah, like a week, a week ago. ago. So, Correct. yeah, I, I, what, what can you say about an 8-3 loss? Especially an 8-3 loss where in 5-1-5 you somehow were the more 
or I, you know, at least you had more chances. So yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot you can say about that. They looked lost. Yeah, no, there really isn't anything to say. I unfortunately, I'm not going to say I jinxed us because I said this before. They lost terribly, like six to one to the Islanders. That like, about my roommate and I were watching the game, and it was like one or two nothing, and I was like, imagine if they lose this game in nine nothing again, and then it's six nothing like not even halfway into the game so like we said let's stay happy we already watched the game we already broke it down for you just go back to our last episode if you want to hear what happens well let's let's use it as a springboard at the end of the game the one thing that i did see was sam moran taking care of business and just pounding the head of lemieux into the ice i don't understand why he got a penalty for that or he got he got fined for that he got fined like three grand I think he grabbed his hair. That yeah. thing, that's uh, what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got goddamn meat hooks for hands. He's probably he grabs his whole head. He can palm it. But, um, <laughs> I mean, the Flyers got their ass kicked. There's no way, of, you know, no other way about it. But at least they finished, you know, as the Flyers used to, with a little bit of energy and you know, reminding a team that hey, you might beat us on the scoreboard, but we're not done. I'm gonna take you down with me. Sam Moran used that, and and he played well. Um, he definitely played better on Thursday. He played. I thought he played great today. Um, I was listening uh, on the radio for most of the game. I did catch uh, like the beginning of the third. But um, what did you guys think of, of today's game, the win 2-1? Uh, I think I said in our group chat that's probably either their best or one of their top three best games from this season, I think. When you when you look at the the overall product, I mean – Besides, they they at even strength they were clearly the better team. Um, at even strength, let's yeah, yeah. six well, asterisks because God <laughs> have mercy on the penalty kill. Jesus well, Christ. that's the thing too. I mean, they were better team at even strength. They broke even on special teams. They had a huge goal to tie the game, and then uh, the penalty. Yeah, brutal brutal goal to after you're up in shots like twelve to three, and then let Zabanejad after. I saw a lot of people saying that Zibanejad dove on that play. I mean, TK pulled out this the clear slew foot. That was that was a, a dirty play, a dumb play. I, I mean, you can't do that between whistles. Like that was just so obvious. And then I Zibanejad, didn't see the goal. Was it? Was he like in his trigger spot again? Where he, he was? Sets no, it, even worse. He was in. He had a foot in the crease when he scored the goal. His stick was halfway in the net. Like I'm not even kidding. It, it was. So it was like a backdoor goal. Oh yeah, a backdoor mm-hmm. goal. Okay. It was comical. It was so comical. It was so, a flyer special. Yeah, and it, and it looked like, you know, you had the feeling right away that the game was just going to spiral out of control. But they didn't. They stuck with it. They finished out the period strong, and then they came out, and they got a goal on the power play, uh, extended power play, which was not going well at first. But then no. uh, Ghost after. A few brutal plays on the power play made made a good one and got the puck to the net and uh, Patty got another deflection goal. So yeah, I mean overall it was just the team was just really good today and it was encouraging to see. It makes you we've talked about consistency the whole year. It it blows your mind how this same team can go from this type of game where the only reason the game was really close was because of Shesterkin was low key really good today. Um, he's a good goal. Yeah, he is. And then they they let up 17 goals against them back to back games. So I, it, it's 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 just it's mind boggling. But it was a good it was a good win today. Um, good to see. How was uh, how was being back in the building, Mike? Anything 
catch your it was, eye. It was cool. Um, it was definitely different. It almost felt. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It almost felt like a preseason game because of the the amount of people there. Um, mm. which can't fault anybody for that, obviously. Um, but the energy was good. Fans were, you know, chanting the 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 in game presentation was nice. They had a lot of things to keep people you know engaged, engaged and everything right. like that gritty was gritty was on one today he uh he was playing dodgeball with one of his handlers and then he picked up a pile of wrenches and they played the clip from dodgeball if you can dodge a <laughs> wrench can, yeah and then he started assaulting the handler with them so uh it was a good game or it was a good it was a good presentation the one thing that was kind of off-putting was you can hear again not the i don't blame them at all but you can hear the the new ventilation system going the whole time mm. uh which they just installed specifically to like help cut down on any potential covid air um right. and everything like that but so kudos to the to the team because that's huge but it was it was a little you just hear constant humming so that was kind of weird but yeah, yeah overall sure. really cool to be back and once they get fans back into the building you won't be able to hear it so yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it's a it's a huge investment by the team i know we talk about big daddy big corporate daddy uh comcast but <laughs> That's a ton of money, man, that they put into to be able to do that. So, I'm yeah. glad you're able to go. We, uh, I, I got to get to a game. I was looking at prices, even when they were horrible. Uh, they're still too rich for my blood. So let's uh, let's see what happens. Matt, what did you think um, about today's game? I thought that Jesus. Have I, okay, sorry. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, did you crack your back or something? No, no. There's this noise through my laptop, but I thought. Like like we said, I mean, looking at the a natural stat trick, like both games five on five, we, I mean, based on the numbers, outplayed the Rangers pretty handedly. Um, I did like to see that the penalty kill, I didn't see the first one they gave up the goal on, but as a whole, they were more aggressive against the Rangers team seemingly than other games, um, which was nice to see. And it still always blows my mind how like that's not a point of emphasis when we've been mightily struggling is when we just sit back and let teams tee up one timers and shots from the slot. Especially when the trigger men are, you know, Zabinajad, Panarin, you know, guys who are pretty good putting the puck in the net. Yeah. So, I mean, it was nice to see, like Mike said, this shouldn't necessarily change anything from like how the front office views like the team. I think it just speaks to their inconsistently inconsistencies. We know this is a good team on paper, it just they have to be able to put together consecutive games. They haven't been able to do it. And just because it did so tonight and it was enjoyable to watch, in my opinion, doesn't change the fact that we need to make a move to shake things up to kind of regain that consistency. But again, like we said, a Saturday, 11 o'clock start for me out here in Colorado. Had a couple of mimosas in me by then. It was nice. a good way to, uh, to start the day. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll say this. I thought... Um... Though he didn't have, uh, I don't think he registered a point. I thought TK looked better. Uh, he was definitely more engaged. He was getting his shit pushed in a little bit. He was getting hit a lot. But, hey, uh, I think it was, uh, I was listening on the radio. Coatsy uh, was like, yeah, he's like, you know, he plays better when he's angry. And I think he kind of does, actually. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. you know, if someone can get in and after him early, you know, he's one of those players that uses that as fuel. So I was happy to see him. Um Looking a little bit better. Patrick, obviously, with the goal, that's always good. We'll love for him to, to get going. And, Mike, you mentioned, I think it was before we jumped on, that I think he had a quote saying, you know, 
I feel like I'm really, really finding my like legs again. I'm finding my game again. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hey, if we can get, you know, an improved Nolan Patrick for the second half of the season, that would be terrific. Um, and I'll just end with this. Shesterkin, that kid's the real deal, man. He is a yeah, fantastic absolutely. goalie. Um, the flexibility a, is otherworldly. That, and he's just, he's, he, I, I don't know how big he is, but he looks really big in the net. Like, he looks he's, like. He's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, okay. He, he fills out the net very well. Yeah. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't get kind of trapped. Like even when he's uh, at that. I think it was Voracek and G had a chance in the second. I think. Yeah. And I, I saw the replay of it. And he's like deep in his net. He's right on the line, and he's still like he's just a wall, man. He he looked yeah. really good, um, and really really happy for Sam Moran. We we talked about it already, but for him to get that goal, he says you know it's probably the best day of his life. That's that's so awesome to hear. Um, Nothing but but positive vibes for the kid and the team was so happy to see that was really awesome to see them mob him at the uh, at the boards there. You, you got to think he's he's sticking with the team now. Oh, I, I would I say mean, yeah. I I would say indefinitely right because Chuck Fletcher apparently told him they had like a little get together not I think before this game I guess or, or during his, before his most recent call up and Sam basically told him like look I'm just not comfortable playing forward yeah. and chuck was like well you're gonna you're a d-man from here on out so uh he plays which, a simple game man and, and that, yeah. you know when you're when your team is struggling you need simplicity you know we've talked yeah. about that time and time again but hey he uses his reach he uses his physicality and he's got a heavy shot if he can get it through and you know what one went in today so that's great but as long as he keeps his game simple i think he could be a very effective you know bottom pair defenseman He's, yeah, hopefully and, could be like what everyone thinks Haig is. And Matt, I know, I don't know if you were going to touch on that, but I'll. And actually hit that. though, you know, yeah. not not pillow fights. Actually <laughs> hit people. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100% agree, Mike. That's exactly what I was going to go towards. Is that, and we talked about it before we hopped on here. Is he, he's a cost control option at number six that provides a dynamic that this team's desperately needed, and that's a little toughness. And and again, not to say that like you have to have someone who can fight on your team necessarily in today's game, but at the same time, like the ability for him to be able to kind of strike some fear in the other opponents and not have the team be pushed around because he'll put a stop to it. Yeah. That's it's nice. And the difference is he's able to back that up with, like you mentioned, playing within himself, a simplified game. He's six, seven, almost two thirty-five, two forty. So like you said, if he gets a shot through, like, it's a heavy he's shot. Got a heavy I would shot, not want so. to block that. No. Yeah. So I, I'm happy. I couldn't be happier for him. I mean, we he was drafted in 2013. It's it's eight years almost later, and here he finally is insane? cashing in, cashing in on his first career goal, a game winner in the same game where someone pointed out on Twitter, it's all the same draft class on that ice. It was it was NAK. It was, or not. It wasn't all the same draft class. I shouldn't say that. It was. A lot of players, I should say, that spent a good amount of time in Lehigh Valley. Mm. So it was nice to kind of see like that progression of all those players all being on the ice at the same time when he gets that, that first goal um, in that manner. So, like I said, could not be happier for, for him. We all know it's a small sample size. We're not getting out in front of our skis here. But like Mike mentioned, I mean, what are the other options? Do we revert back to what was terrible? Absolutely not. He has a chance yeah. he probably otherwise would have never gotten. Yeah. 
to potentially stick with his team moving forward. So I'm happy for him. One thing I wanted to mention too, Matt, that what you just said kind of reminded me of it. And then this is this is probably all I have to say um, about this. I guess it will kind of help us transition unless anybody else has anything. But, no, uh, go for it. We we talked about it a lot the last couple episodes, nonlinear growth in players and everything like that. And I mean, Sam Moran, Nicholas Albe, Kubel, Scott Lawton, Sean Couturier. Like, how many guys have we seen that from now? Where like, it's not the same for every player. You you're not just a Giroux necessarily who after his first season is just you know starts putting up seventy eighty point seasons every year. Like, it's just not like that for every player. So that's why. You know, I think I mentioned that Matt and you and I both mentioned they we we think they should still do something to shake up the team. Um, but that being said, like a guy like Moran, a guy like Myers, Sanheim, Patrick, Lindblom, Konechny, like I'm not out on those guys at all. I think they're key pivotal parts to the to the future of this team. Like, and if anything, Sam Moran shows you, like, yeah, this goal was eight years in the making. It's absolutely wild, like if, to think about that. And here he is; he might have his shot now on this team. Now, you know, I don't want Phil Myers to take eight years to to really make a dent in the league, and I don't think he will. But that being said, like these young players, I'm I'm glad they haven't sold off so many of them or anything like that because they're good investments to keep these guys around, and I think they they'll be big parts of this team. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's. That's just really, and it, it kind of makes me think of that moving into to what Fletcher said in his uh, con- press conference the other day. Uh, it's, a, it's a good point to segue, Mike. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday, Chuck had his presser. He addressed the uh, the media probably, I mean, I, I can't think of a, a worse stretch of hockey the Flyers had played uh, up to that point. Uh, he had some platitudes and other things you expected him to say. Uh, but he did talk uh, about a couple things worth mentioning. Um, he admitted, uh, and I think this, this was the biggest biggest takeaway from me because I didn't expect him to say this, um, but he admitted that you know the mix of this group is, is not working. Um, so that takes you know it takes some guts to say that. I mean, he's he's still the new GM, and you know this team's been together a long, long time. But I mean, I don't think any of us disagree with him. I'm I'm glad he sees the light and is is admitting that. Um, he also said we're not going to be sellers at the deadline. Um, part of it, I, th- I think a lot of people misconstrue that as like, oh, the Flyers aren't going to be sellers. We're going to, we're going to make the playoffs. I think what it really is, is the people don't want our players is really probably more. It is. It's, you know, it's tough to sell one, the stretch of play we've having. Not a lot of these players are looked at as, as, you know, great prospects right now. Second, uh, it's really tough to move money. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is, but what do you guys think about his thoughts? Anything else you want to chime in about? Um, you go, Mike. It was it was very bizarre to me. I had an exchange about this with Mary Clark, my old editor, fan sided on Twitter. Like, it, it seemed weird that so many people skipped over that quote from the press conference. Everybody instead decided to dunk on the fact that Fletcher said this year's been hard on like the single guys on the team because they're alone all the time, and mm. which is whatever. Like that's just that's the reality of it. I feel for those guys and everything. I. I'm definitely not going to make fun of them or anything like that, like some no. people are doing. But, like, it's it's weird that everybody missed that quote, it seemed like, that Fletcher said the makeup of this group isn't right because that's what everybody's been wanting to hear, right? I mean, yeah. that's about it's as strong a statement. what we've been wanting to hear for, yeah. for a while. 
that's about as strong a statement you can make about your team without outright burying them. I mean, I was I didn't want him to come out and pull a Daryl Sutter and you know oh, rip, rip into that his was, guys. I, when you said that, I I actually laughed out loud. Why, <laughs> it's uh, just a, what was it? What did he say? He said um, someone for, asked. Go ahead. His 500th game, Johnny Gaudreau's 500th game, and he was like, "Well, hopefully he plays better than in his 400 with more energy." Than yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, Dude, I, I didn't, I didn't want him to come out and do anything like that. Answer. Absolutely. The fact, the fact that in today's NHL, there's still like Columbus Blue Jackets. So I turn on the game. One of uh, our buddies out here is a Red Wings fan. I turn on the game. Red Wings are winning two nothing, out shooting the Columbus Blue Jackets fifteen to two. Um, and you're talking about. A commitment to like a coach, even though he's an extremely good coach in terms of his like, wins losses, John Tortorella, Daryl Sutter, just openly, like, cr- not necessarily just criticizing, but remember when he said that Anthony Duclair was not even an NHL player, like yeah. some yeah. just absolutely cr- like just because he didn't play his style of hockey, yeah. it, he's somehow not an NHL player. He, and here you he go. He just said with, it about uh, uh, Texier. Their young player Texier. That kid just, is good as shit. He's Torts excellent. Torts said he was like he hasn't done anything since the second game of the season. Like he oh, sure God. he sure as hell doesn't look like he wants to play for us. Like stuff stuff like that. So oh my God, because he's been keeping him out of the lineup. So I mean, oh God, yeah, yeah. It's just the potentially the franchise, like the face of that franchise, almost I would say next to like Mark Giordano, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's the face of that franchise, and you have your coach. Who's like you said a dinosaur, and he's, he's also brand new to that team. They hired him last week. What are you doing? He well, he did coach he him in two thousand six. So, that's, oh god, don't forget it's his second. Yeah, time not when Johnny him. was there yeah. though. I think Johnny would have been like twelve years old at that yeah. point. But anyway, I'm I'm glad that Chuck didn't do anything like that because that, that still rubs me the wrong way. I'm never a fan of that. Um, well, I but, don't think you should. A team should air their dirty laundry in front. No, of No, exactly. But he was yeah. he was honest in that sense, so I was surprised they really picked up on that. I mean, Matt, I know I, when I sent that to the group, I, you immediately were like, "Damn, like that's pretty." So I, I I know you have thoughts on this, especially. Yeah, I mean, I'm I like we said, it's, it's kind of nice to hear that we're not going to be quote unquote sellers. It, it's it's one of those things, and I've had this conversation is like. People were saying, like, and we've talked about it, like, do you blow it up? And I don't think you blow it up because of how how good of pieces we have and where the team is, like, last year. Like, you can't convince me that just because, like, if you're saying last year was a fluke, but you're saying this year isn't, it, it kind of just is like you're just viewing the glass as half empty. Obviously, this was terrible play, and it's been some of the worst hockey we've had to watch. But like we mentioned, like him saying they're not sellers and that this group makeup is not right, like he immediately didn't immediately. He sent down Prosser and Gustafson, which he recognized a little, little too late, in my opinion, that Nate Prosser hasn't played in the NHL for a reason. He does not deserve to be in the NHL. Eric Gustafson can be like a Ghost-style player for a team, but you can't have him and Ghost in the lineup when we don't have a bona fide like, top four yet. So it's nice to see they sent them down. You move up Sam Moran. It provides a different dynamic that changes up the mix. And then like you said and like we've talked about, it's now we're at the point where you kind of make a lateral move. Like do you sell high on JVR to bring in uh, a Philip Forsberg along with an Eckholm? Like I understand that we may not make the playoffs this year, 
But if you can roll in with some good momentum and kind of see, get a better idea of what the team needs going into the postseason, and then once you know what you miss or you lose come expansion draft, then you can make the moves. Otherwise, then you're trying to make two, three, four moves, like Joe mentioned, in a flat cap world, and that's nearly impossible. So it's nice to hear, and TSN Radio did mention that we will be apparently aggressive at the deadline. Take that with a grain of salt because... I feel like we hear that every postseason and it never comes to fruition, but I'm, I am intrigued and it's good to know that Chuck I, realizes the mix is not correct. Now there's, it's up to him a lot to, of, to do something There was a lot it. of chatter that they were uh, sniffing around Mark Stahl, or not sorry, Mark, not Mark Stahl, uh, uh, Eric Stahl before the, the Habs. Interesting. You know, which I, I don't think that he necessarily would have fit in this group. But I totally, uh, you know, at least at least the price was the fine with me. And, I think they, they got to flip yeah, a third yeah. and a fifth, right? Yeah, at least make the calls and uh, explore the option. I mean, Mark Stahl or Eric Stahl. God damn, there's too many stalls. Uh, and there's the brother. Eric Stahl's a great player. One yeah, there's Jared as well. Yeah, but Eric Stahl's a great player. I mean, yeah. so guys like that. If if you're looking to bring in more forwards or or move guys around, like I think that's. I can absolutely endorse that. I still think that now Ryan Ellis is available for the the Predators. I mean, well, that's that's yeah. one step above Ekholm potentially. Like Ryan Ellis is him is and Provorov so. would be a very. Good I mean, player. that would be yeah. It would be and then he player. could hopefully replace Provorov on that top power play, and that would be. Yeah, I I think that I think because of the that. way I agree. Like it's because we're going to be in a flat cap for a couple of years because of the pandemic. It's it is tough to move money, but a lot of teams are in that same position. So it's going to be really, in my opinion, it should be easier to move money both ways, like a Goudreau for someone swap or an Ekholm for someone like that. Those It'd type be player deals, for player type deals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, those are the type of deals you're going to have to see, and I mean that could be exactly what this team needs. Listen, uh, I was listening to Thirty One Thoughts uh, earlier in the week, and Elliot said. He brought up um, Ryan Ellis for the Flyers because yeah. he was saying, you know, maybe the Flyers. And when he, you know, when one of those guys speaks, when Elliot or Jeff Merrick or McKenzie, any of them say anything, like, you know, they've heard if something. They're, they're not just throwing it out there. Yeah, and he yeah. was saying, you know, yeah. maybe the Flyers are looking at this like, well, we, we get Ekholm for a year and then we'd have to resign him. And there's, you know, he'll be a free agent. He could go anywhere. Ryan Ellis is cost control for six years. It's like six yeah. years, 6.25, I think, is what his AAV is. So He's just a hell of a defenseman, too. That's, yeah, that's, that's a hell of a bargain, um, obviously, for, for a player of his caliber to have him locked in for six years at that total. Um, so maybe that's something the Flyers are looking at. Um, I would – and I think this is more of an offseason move. The cat's this. going nuts. Is that, is that me, kids? <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought it was a baby for a second. I was like, congratulations. <laughs> he is a baby. Um, what was I going to say? I really, really, really want lining. I really want lining. I think that's – that's you move. You make that move in the summer, though. I don't think you can get it done now. I just had this conversation with our buddy, and I. the more and more I think about it, the less can I want to do it. Just because it, – it, it's more or less because of the flat cap, though, because mm. he's, not, he's not a player that's going to drive his own line. He needs – a center, which we have centers. Yeah, but here's so, the thing. Not, you could put him you on can't, the power play. He's going to score 30 goals a year. You, you want to pay him 10 million a year? No, not that much. 
Well, then see, that's what he, then we should have should have signed Mike Hoffman. That's what we should have done. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily been opposed to Mike Hoffman, but at the same time, like we've already hashed out why they didn't. They bet on their their internal players, and that didn't work out for him. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Line A makes sense because he's just going to be a off ice like headache for the franchise. He's just going to be that guy who wants. He's going to hold out. He's going to want nine, ten million, and I don't know. Well, I've soured on him recently. Listen, I don't think he's having that great of a year, right? I haven't even looked at his stats. Um, it doesn't help when his coach decides not to play him. Uh, yeah. For entire entire periods. Let's see. His stats. Like like Mike's say. saying though, you you need to these players. Only, he's only twenty two years old. Yeah, I mean that's that's the big thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying, like, he would be the perfect complimentary player, but I'm not going to be paying him, like, more than Coots. No, I, well, I think Coots is probably more, is, is definitely more valuable than, than Line A. Um, he's center, he was one of the goddamn Selkie last year, so he's got seven goals and seven assists, and he's minus nine. I know plus minus is kind of a whatever stat, but for what it's worth. Line A? Yeah. Line has got nine and eight. Am I looking at the wrong stats? Check your stats, bud. Um, no, you're probably just looking at his uh, Columbus. Oh, numbers. Columbus only, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, listen, that's you make that move. That's going to create some buzz, and I think this team needs a little bit of buzz. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are. I mean, even internally, if we want a, a transition, there might be some options that create a different dynamic for us for players Agreed. that aren't providing the consistency like whether it's the fourth liners even you, you sub out a third liner because of how condensed the schedule is i'm not really a fan of that but i mean do you give want me to a name Matt. give me a single name there can't be anybody who had an impressive performance in the last week i don't think so. well no i mean i'm, I'm saying like like Limblom's come on f- more recently but i still feel like i'm not saying you take him out necessarily I, Maybe in a back-to-back, if you replace him with like a Tanner Lazinski, or you replace oh. a Raffle, or a Nick Abe Kubel, like I'm okay with those players kind of on a back-to-back coming out of the lineup in exchange for Wade Allison, a Tanner Lazinski, or even I mean I doubt they do it because of how young he is, but Zade Wisdom continues to play well for them. Like you got, and he's I... he's physically mature enough. He's 205. He was fighting yeah. people the other night, like. He can he can handle himself. The, the more I see Zade Wisdom just continue to to look like he belongs in the AHL, the more I could be convinced that he deserves a look, even if it's a one game look, even yeah. if it's just even if it's just a look, as in like they bring him up for practice for a day or something like that. He deserves a look. I really I I that's wild to say, but he kind of does, and I do agree, I mean, Matt. Like Lazinski and and Allison. Probably do too. I I bet they'll probably get a little more time just because of the injuries that they're coming back from and all that. But I mean, Wade Allison has an NHL shot for sure. I mean, he, he you does. can put that shot up against anybody's on the team right now. So I they and that's good to see. That's good to see that we still these auxiliary guys. No one thought that Lazinski and Allison would be like potential middle six, top six prospects or anything like that. But like. I mean, the skill looks there. Zade Wisdom, too. Like, everyone everyone was like, don't sleep on this kid. He, he, he could be really good. But, like, 
I mean, I don't think we thought we'd be talking about him like this already. So I mean, Tanner Lozinski finished off a hat trick shorthanded by going between the legs. Like, yeah, it was that, nice that's thing. that's a level of confidence and skill that most players do not possess. So, like Mike's saying, like most people, myself included, viewed him as maybe a fourth liner, right? Like you'd be happy if he's like a good fourth liner for us. Again, small sample sizes, but like if we give him a shot and we talk about changing that dynamic, like he's a good skater, you just never know if he's like a missing piece to a line, him, Allison, wisdom, that creates some type of chemistry that we're not currently having that provides different dynamic and provides a, a kind of a jolt to the lineup. So I'd be interested to see if, like Mike mentioned, once they kind of get a handful more games underneath their belt post injury, if if Chuck gives them a shot and they, if they continue to produce, so I'm all for it, man. This is the year to try that stuff, right? Um, because one, I mean, if you really are looking to make trades and stuff, some of those players could be you know part of the deal, part of the packages that go the other way. So you want to see what you have in them, and you know, two, it's not like this team has been playing well. Like they won today, but. It was a 2-1 win off a of Sam Moran shot that, you know, went through six bodies and somehow found the back of the net. It's not like they they blew him out of the water or anything. So, yeah, give give the kids a shot. Um, Zade Wisdom, listen, I understand he was picked lower and all that stuff, but, I mean, at what like, what, is he, what more does he have to do? Like, <laughs> I don't know what more he's got to do to prove that he deserves at least, like you said, like at minimum, like a practice or something, just bring him up. Um but he he's physically mature, like you said, Matt. He, he's got the he's got his man body. He, he can he can throw him, and he can score. And I, I sure as hell didn't expect to be talking about him. I kept thinking I was like, oh, like they signed Rasmus Sandin, like he'll like he'll be a factor somehow. You know, there's no way Zade Wisdom is gonna ever like we're not even gonna think about him. Sure enough, we are here. We are talking about him in late March, possibly. You know coming up so we'll see and uh, we should mention cam york is uh let's go i don't know if it's i don't know is he he's done in college right season yeah season's over season's over because of covid yeah so i don't know what happens next i don't know if he reports to the phantoms i don't know if he just goes home he Um, probably i would say he probably quarantines for two weeks and joins the phantoms that would be my guess right it's so nice to get a nice extended look at him going into next season yeah absolutely so some uh some some prospect news and and real quick that uh the last goal Lazinski had, like you said Matt the confidence to pull that off that's a game like it's one thing that's a sh- you know celebrity shootout you know whatever they do at the uh, the All Star game, but that was a that was a legit game and he he pulled that off. Uh, I can't rem- this team lacks so much swagger and so much confidence right now that you know a little bit of boost like that would uh would definitely be welcomed. Anything else that you guys can think of uh, prospect wise. I know Tyson Forrester, he's had a couple. Um, I mean, yeah. it's nice to see him. He hasn't had kind of those vintage goals that you might see on a YouTube highlight from him where he's just – he's lasering one to the back of the net from like the top of his circles like standing still or on a one tee. I'm not sure how much power play time he's getting, if any at all. But, I mean, it's nice to see him at least capitalizing. He has, I think, maybe two or three goals. Um I know maybe Mike, you can speak to this. Like Zamula potentially might have been injured recently. I haven't heard too much he was about injured. him. Yeah, yeah. He's hurt. But he he was back in the other night. He okay. uh, he drew a penalty shot on one play. 
was nice. so I heard, I heard that was pretty nice. Uh, yeah, no, I think for Forster is interesting. Um, it's it's weird with he and, and he and Wisdom both getting a chance to play in the AHL that they normally wouldn't, and it it's almost works against Forster, which is, like he's the type of player that because of the prospect he is, he's going to need time playing in juniors, time playing at whatever whatever other level, just so he can continue to to hone that high end offensive game. Whereas like Wisdom, I mean, dude, my. My cat is an absolute asshole. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he just knocked over. An Did he knock over thing. the Panda Express? You better get over there. Yeah, Save that orange chicken. I think man. so. It's leaking. Go get right, it. Right, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll get in a second. I'll make this point, then I'll go because then you guys can rap. Uh, he uh, with wisdom, like you know what type of player he probably is going to be in the NHL, and he's just playing that game right now. It just so happens that when you play that game in the AHL, it just it works super well for you. So like. I, I think that that's, that's uh, just an interesting note on Forrester. But, yeah, Zamula, everything as far as prospects go, they just signed that Max Willman kid who yeah. came out of nowhere. He's got an NHL shot. He looks, you know, legit. So there's there's a lot of positives still for this team, you know, within the Does... next handful of years in terms of the pipeline. It's just how to... I don't know how to make it work on the current team now so that they can all get here. I don't know. Does this spell the end for Michael Raffle? I, I, mean, I, I I'll believe it when, I'll believe it when I see He's it. He's the ghost of Christmas past. As much as I future. love him and like where he's like he is in that locker room, I know he's a big part of it and close friend of all of them. Like like we talk about, you can't this even though he's a dynamic player in terms of being able to play up and down the lineup. And he had a very good postseason last year. Like, yeah, Matt, he scores a, playoff goals, bro. He's the type of person that you might have to, as much as I love him, like change him out for a Tanner Lazinski. But funny thing, Joe, when when that happened, what I just imagine the cat looking at Mike with his paw up like this, <laughs> and then like Mike looks over and he just slaps the yeah, the Panda most, Express on the ground. That's what most cats do. They are uh, they are an enigma as animals. Um, We'll see. We'll see. They uh, we'll, we'll just kind of wrap up here. Mike is saving his orange chicken. Uh, they the Flyers got the Sabers on Monday, then they have them again on Wednesday. So back to back against the Sabers. This goes without saying. They have to win both of those games. They absolutely have to win them. Win. The, I don't care how they win them. It'd be great if it was a positive, you know, trending kind of victory. But you know what? Just get get the two. Get the four points. Get the four points. Get the hell out of Buffalo, or, or I don't even know if they're at Buffalo or they're here, but need those need those four points, and then you can go from there. But we're rapidly approaching the deadline. It is now March 27th. We'll see if Chuck's going to make any moves. I think he wants to. Uh, I'm sure he's trying, but it's it's tough in this flat cap world. But anything else, boys? It was the uh, it was the orange soda that Kelsey got, not the uh, actual food itself. So we're we're all right. Just yeah. just down a little a little bit of soda. Okay. Did you zamboni it? No, the carpet got it all. Luckily. Uh, so, oh, uh, great! Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have to slurp slurp it up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, for Matt, for Mike, for myself, we'll be back. Hopefully, the Flyers will have those four points, like I mentioned. Hope everybody has a great week, Philly. Take care.